This is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. And we do broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. I am Greg Rempe. Hey, you want to jump in on the show? Happy to have you. It is a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show if you would prefer, and that's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. And might I say right off the rip, if you hate the American Royal Contest in general, I can guarantee there's a very good chance you will hate the show this evening. Get that big stuff out of here. Solely because... We have gone and done a whole show recapping the entire week or weekend last week. So, it's a complete recap of the whole weekend, and we have winners abound. Coming up in 12 minutes from now, there are two sides to the American Royal. There's the American Royal Invitational, and there's the American Royal Open. The Open well-known for having, at times, 700 teams almost, or approaching 700 teams almost. Nowadays, you're finding it in the 460-team range. Certainly a huge competition, to be sure, but a little off the numbers of even four or five years ago. Hmm. There's an Echo Monster on Facebook. Why would that be? Well, let's take a quick look. Stand by. No, that's all right. It's all good. Hold on. Let me look at my... Well, that's good. I don't know why that would be. Well, I apologize to my Facebook friends if everybody's getting that. Uh, no settings changed, but it's a incredibly annoying sound, I'm sure. I have to be sure of that. But suffer through. The podcast will be well worth it because I'm sure that sounds phenomenal. Again, 
Open side, invitational side, joining me in about 11 minutes from now, the winner of the open side and one of the most prolific and consistent cooks that you will see on the competition circuit and has been uh, probably going on over a decade at this I'm sorry, going on over a decade at this point. That is Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, your American Royal Open champion. That's right. Not once, not twice, but three times a Grand Open champion. So we'll talk to Darren here in about 10 minutes, recap the weekend in his eyes, and then we will move to the 35 past the hour segment where we will find the runner-up or the reserve grand champion of the American Royal Open, longtime sponsor of this show, having a great competition season year. As always, Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue is in. And we will recap his reserve grand championship effort in the open portion. And then we will move to the second hour and what will be recapping an historic achievement, and we're moving to the invitational side. Uh, 146, is it, teams that took place in the American Royal Invitational this year? This team took it all the way back. And by I say took it, I mean the crown, the robe, and the trophy, and cash, all the way back to Denver? No. Oh. Kansas. No. Tennessee. No. England. Yeah. Your 2018 American Royal Invitational Grand Champion is located not. Is located in not. Andrew, you are not the Any of the traditional barbecue meccas. Not even in this country. England takes it, and Ed Gash from Bunch of Swines will be joining me, dare I say, live from England. Live from England. Ed Gash, Emma Gash's teammate and wife, I'm hoping is going to be sleeping. I'm hoping 50% of the Gashes will be sleeping. That is an incredible ask. That is an incredible knuckle-up for a bunch of swines to come on and do the show live. I felt really bad asking because I know the time difference. Offered up a podcast that we could just dump in during the course of the week, and Ed said, no, no, I'm a big fan, want to do it live. I get the time change, no problem. I'll make it work for the live show, and we will have it. At 14 past the second hour, and we will hold over 35 past. So not only will we be getting the weekend recap from Ed, we will also then be diving into where he was introduced to American Southern style barbecue, competition style barbecue, what the competition scene is like both in England and in Europe, because he does travel across Europe at competitions as well, and talk about things that we take for granted, access to meat, access to rubs, access to injections, access to cookers. Where are you getting your knowledge? Are you surprised that it has taken off as quickly as it has? We'll run down the whole gamut of stuff that is not even inclusionary of this past weekend. Doesn't include, let's say it like that. Things that don't include this weekend, we'll get all that done in one segment, and then we will go get background on a bunch of swines 
because it is an historic achievement. Nobody outside the country has won the American Royal Invitational. They are the first ones to do it. And as you do a little research and learn a little bit about Bunch of Swines, certainly not out of the realm of possibility at all that they would have been able to knock this one off, and they did. But a huge accomplishment nonetheless, taking it away from them Yanks and bringing it for the first time home to England. So congratulations to Edna Magash, Bunch of Swines. We will get that recap in the second hour. Your phone calls and emails as well, 216-220-0966. Also email greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. I'm getting an email, blah, blah, blah. Okay, don't want to bother with that one. Did I just take out my open? Sure did. Here we go. Are you following me socially? You better be. Instagram at BBQ Central Show. Give me a follow. Very cool things happening on Instagram. A lot of great food pics. Going to be doing a lot of promotion and stuff. As far as the show is concerned and guests that we might be having, we're going to be doing a little bit of that Monday evenings before the show. We tried that a couple weeks ago and didn't really work out too well from a technical side, so we're going to give that a run, I think, tomorrow night. You can also follow me on Twitter at BBQ Central Show, same handle as the Instagram, and then Facebook if you're watching it live right here. You've already found the show page. If you're listening on podcast, you didn't know I had a Facebook page, facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show. I'm sure that some of you noticed that Stephen Reichlin is not in tonight. This is typically the week in the month that he does his appearance, the third Tuesday of the month. And he is not in because it is a high Jewish holiday. So, I don't want to let it go unnoticed. I do want to take a second to wish all of my Jewish centralites a very happy Yom Kippur. If it's, if it's I can say happy Yom Kippur, but I'm saying that because I'm a little ignorant to that. So please do the proper atoning, which should consist of some atonement for missing the show tonight. <laughs> Come on, you know, you big central light you. Don't not atone for missing. But if you are uh, Jewish and you are celebrating... Yom Kippur this evening, not making the show. Enjoy that time. Get the show on podcast. Tomorrow you get the first hour. Thursday you get the second hour. And of course, Friday, the best of show. There he is, Brian Guerrero. (laughs) What's up, Brian? Good to see you. Good to see you on YouTube. Hey, did you know we do the live feed from the YouTube page as well? You got to check that out. Instant chat. Everybody loves it. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. They have always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pit master with minimal effort. You now have the oven-like precision at the grill and can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. By the way, if you already have a Barbecue Guru temperature controller, 
You don't have to go out and buy a new controller in order to be compatible with the fan that's built in the monolith. All you have to do is hook it up properly to the fan, and that controller is ready to rock and roll. Now, if you want to look at some other technology or upgrade the controller, certainly up to you. You go to bbqguru.com or call them at 800-288-GURU. That's G-U-R-U. You can make sure you ask them all your questions. Don't guess. Ask all the questions. They have a line of experts there waiting to take your call and helping you make the right decisions. And then once it shows up, you're ready to rock and roll right outside the box. A whole bunch of other really cool products there aside from the stuff I talk about each and every week. So be sure to check it out. BBQGuru.com. That's BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. And we are back with Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, and seasonings, barbecue sauce, and grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as recently as this past weekend getting reserve grand championship honors in the open and backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up right now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always, always trust your butcher. All right, my first guest tonight has added yet another American Royal Open Grand Championship to their list of titles this past weekend makes number three. Here to recap the weekend and their season so far, heading back to the hotline, we welcome friend of the show and pitmaster of Iowa's Smokey D's, Darren Worth. Darren, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Darren. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. And, you know, I'm constantly having this argument in my head about having access to everything all the time, and is it good or bad? Uh, Facebook Live this, Periscope that, live streaming your excellence in Fortnite from your basement to the internet world. It seems almost endless, and it's kind of mostly crap, but some videos make me see why I like having that access to the streaming world, and one of those was seen just this past weekend, and that's where you and Sherry are called as overall champs at the Open. Someone had a camera on you kind of off to the side and behind, and when Smokey D's is called, that genuine emotion from you and Sherry was absolutely cool to see because if you're someone who just kind of stalks competition barbecue and you see what you guys have been able to accomplish just over written text or pictures, you might wonder to yourself if, Winning these type of contests or contests in in general have become commonplace to a certain degree. And last weekend, you could have uh, 
you could clearly see that the third open title in your collection was a pretty big deal for you too. So a long way of asking, uh, are you able to delineate number three with number two and, and number one? And what do these all mean to you? Well, they're all special. You know, when it comes back to that video, you know, Tuffy Stone was sitting back behind us. He's the one that caught the original video, you know, and he, he sat there. He just said, hey, I had a feeling you had three calls. I didn't want to jinx you. I wasn't going to tell you about it, but he just, I knew you were going to get that call, you know, so he sat there and, you know, Sherry, as you can see, she was, she was pretty nervous. Uh, it was her birthday, you know, right. and she, she had asked for one thing for her birthday and she just wanted to win the American Royal Open. And since I hadn't bought her any other gifts, I really had no choice. And no pressure right there. No pressure. Um, but it was special. I mean, any time you can be on top of the major, it's been special. And uh, I mean, third time there, I mean, just just as crazy good as the first time. You know, it's just, I don't know, sometimes it amazes me. It's just a, a blur of how you pull that off. Just the sheer luck involved with trying to go against 460-some other teams of hitting the right tables and being able to get three top 15 calls and pull it off is, you know, something still that's blurry in my mind, trying to figure out how how on the odds how odds do that work? How do they work, Darren? So let's jump into that just for a second. When you talk about, because there's like two different sides to this. You have Smokey D's consistency, all the wins, everything that you guys have achieved. Then you look at an event like the Open, where you have 460 teams that, you know, five or six years ago, I mean, you were approaching 700 teams or 700 plus teams. So what percentage is this luck that people want to talk about and what percentage is your program, your excellence, your experience in this stuff? How do they meet and, and where do they meet? Well, I think, you, you know, there's a, there's a, a ton of luck and I'm going to guess, you know, 60 or 70% of what we do or anybody does in competition barbecue is luck. <laughs> I think, you know, there, there's different things. I think everybody tries to play the flavor game, you know, but we consistently don't play the flavor game. We play the tenderness game, you know, and to me, tenderness wins championships and wins world championships, you know, and that's, you know, my message to all new cooks constantly is quit focusing on what rub or what sauce. It doesn't matter. You know, my famous words to them is give me salt, pepper, and ketchup, and I'll beat you in tenderness every time. <laughs> Well, I remember you saying that maybe even two years ago when we were talking about how stale flavor profile seemed to have come from or, or that buzzword flavor profile started really getting slung around and you had said, hey, focus on that all you want and I'm just going to go ahead and beat you because I understand first it's a tenderness game and then worry about the flavors. Is that something that you think people are picking up finally or do you still think people are caught up in the flavor? Oh, no, I, th I think there's I think there's a lot of it. But then the other thing you know, becomes the confidence factor, you know, and, and going into any contest or a big contest like this, you know, I, I got in the truck on the way down, we were headed down to Kansas city on Wednesday and I, I looked over to Sherry and I said, I'm not sure what it is about the American Royal, but my confidence level goes up 10 times over a normal contest, you know, and I'm constantly telling people that's another Derridism. They say is, you know, you can't win if you don't think you can win. And I think that really leads through to the food that you turn in, you know? So if you're confident in your food and then you're not going to second guess yourself, you're going to make the right decision. 
you know, even down to as simple as uh, at the open, you know, and we've struggled a little bit on pork. It's been kind of up and down this year and, and uh, we're tearing apart the pork butt. Um, we're tearing apart the pork butts and, you know, I mean, normally we're going to go after some of that bacon underneath the fat and turn in some money muscle. And, and Sherry says, there just wasn't much bacon. She goes, we got to turn this in. We got to turn it in. And I said, y- y- you know, it's, it's a little overdone. <laughs> I said, we're going to, we're going to take a different approach. We're going to, we're going to do a different presentation. We're going to take a different approach because I'm only going to put the greatest thing out of these pork butts in this box, you know, and it, and it paid off for us. You know, we were able to, that kind of saved the day for us a little bit was a 15th place pork call. And, and it was great pork. Um, I think, I don't know, I didn't taste it, but it was, it was exactly the tenderness I wanted the pieces we turned in. Now, if it would have, you know, a normal thing said, oh, you got to turn in bacon. So we would have grabbed the bacon and I'm guessing I would have been 150th in pork or 200th mm-hmm. in pork. So, you know, it's just those type of decisions and having the confidence to change your, change your way of thinking and get the best stuff in the box every time. That's what wins championships. Is it safe to say that like the best three American Royal Open cooks in recent memory would be you guys, uh, maybe a Chris Marks and a Mike Davis? I mean, all you guys have won multiple times uh, either on the Open or the uh, Invitational side. Yeah, I think those are the three that, you know, over time I was talking to Chris. I think he's won it four times. Yeah. Uh, we were we were talking about this this past weekend, and you know I reminded him that was back when there was a hundred teams. But you know we kind of we kind of we kind of joked about that a little bit. But you know a funny side story with that, Chris. You know I remember in 2013 when we ran the American Oil Open for the first time, Chris was parked right next to us, and he came up to me and and he says, "Hey, can I can I taste your food?" And I said, "Sure, anybody can taste my food. I don't care." Yep. And so I took over my chicken to him, and he goes, "Hey." I'm not going to say a word until after turn-ins. I said, okay, whatever. You want to taste my food? No, I hate barbecue. So anyway, I take <laughs> after every category. I take over the food to him. I'm taking over everything. And after we get down, we sit down, and he, and he looks at me. He goes, wow. I said, what? He goes, you just won the American Royal. I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, I've won the American Royal four times. Trust me, I know what's good. Hmm. You just won the American Royal. And so he kind of predicted it that day, and we still laugh about it every time we see each other. Darren, prior to the Open, you cook the Invitational side of things. Great finish there, too. Uh, 12th overall out of, I think it was uh, towards 150 teams. How do you game plan for, I mean, what are, in essence, two completely different competitions? Same area, but you have the Invitational side where you had to have won a, a grand championship in order to qualify during the course of a certain period of time. And then the Open, of course, anybody can go in and you do that the next day. Um, how do you prepare for both sides of that event well you know i mean i don't want to say i don't care about the the invitational but it's really not my focus when i go into royal weekend <laughs> um I, I talk to a lot of guys that you know they want to win that invitational and so they put you know you're going to have some great you know you're not every piece of meat is not going to be great when you go into a contest weekend you know we all know that you know brisket's going to be better actually ribs are going to be better some are just better than the others well, if you talk to most cooks, like I did this weekend, everybody focuses their good meat on the invitational. I do the exact opposite. My good meat, every piece of great meat is going to be cooked at the open. And, you know, they think it's a crapshoot. I think it's, you know, an opportunity. You know, so, I mean, that's ours. Yeah, it's great to finish in the invitational. 
but I could have got 200th invitation or 170th, and I probably wouldn't have thought any differently. As a matter of fact, I probably put too good a meat into the open that I probably should have used some of that a little bit. You know, after I started getting into turn-ins with the invitational, I probably maybe shouldn't have heavily stacked my meat hmm. onto the open side and probably had a little bit better stuff on the invitational, but you know, it turned out good. You know, I mean, our ribs have been hitting really well and, you know, our pork was like a hundredth on the first day. And, you know, that was kind of the way our pork has been. So what's the mindset there, Darren? I mean, if you talk to a lot of these cooks, as you said you did, and they're focusing on the invitational and a lot of these guys and gals believe that that is the contest that's set up to really judge best of the best because of how it's set up in order for you to qualify in order to get in. And then, you know, you talk to you, you're focusing on the open side and the invitational seems like, well, you know, you could take it or leave it if you want it. That's great. But seem a little bit more focused on the open side. Does it just not have a, a big pull for you or what's the mindset there? Well, it's just, you know, it's, it's what you get, you know, the invitational you win. And, and I wish kind of the Royal would change that. Um, you, you get the invitational that gets you a five-year invitation back to the Royal. Well, the fact of the matter is if you're a decent cook, you're going to get a championship in each year and be back there anyway. So the advantage that you gain isn't so much, but when you win the open, you lock yourself in to the Royal Invitational for the next year. You lock yourself into the Houston Livestock. You lock yourself into the Jack Daniels World Championship, you know, which just pretty much says, oh, now I can just go have fun all next year because I don't have to worry about winning. I can just have fun because I'm already qualified. Each year, aside from these contests, Darren, there is an induction ceremony for Barbecue Hall of Fame. This year, Tootsie Tominance from Snows goes in. Charlie Virgos, uh, posthumously, obviously, with uh, Rendezvous and your pal Tuffy Stone, all inducted. Just wondering if you had any thoughts on the inductions, like if you saw it, and then, of course, of the people going in. I did. You know, great people. I had a chance to spend a little time with the Virgo family and Tuffy, um, actually, you know, a couple of days before the, a little ceremony that we had with Smithfield and just got to know those people really well. And I mean, there's no more three deserving people in the world to be in that hall of fame, you know, especially Tuffy. Tuffy's a near and dear friend of mine. You know, he's, he's just put it all together. He is the nicest guy on the barbecue circuit, you know, and, and he's just done so much in the sport, whether it's teaching, whether it's, you know, just, Everything, you know, his role is kind of the Smithfield, you know, the, the national pitmaster and everything he's done there. Just an all-around great guy. You know, Tootsie, you know, I've never had Snow's Barbecue, but, I mean, it's just got to be great. And you said you don't like eating barbecue, right? I'm not a big barbecue guy. Unless, you know, if I go to Texas, I like it, or if I'm in Phoenix and I get a chance to go to Little Miss, I'm all over it, but... Competition barbecue? No. As a matter of fact, I was cryovacking all my leftovers from my brother-in-law tonight, and I was just, the employees were like, do you eat that? I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't even taste it. So regular barbecue you're okay for, but the competition stuff's a little too over the top. A little too over the top. A little too. I'm not, I'm not really a sauce guy, and you know, I'm not an injection guy. Just I don't know. Just It's just different. You know, People at the restaurant, we want to taste competition barbecue, and I'm going, eh, trust me, you really don't. Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's joining me here on the show, recapping this past weekend. Darren, are you and Sherry big nostalgia people? Do you find yourselves talking about those big wins in normal day-to-day conversation, or 
Are you guys more always looking ahead to the next challenge? Yeah, no, we don't. We, we don't talk much about it. I mean, we like to talk about it if people want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but we're not. You know, we're really not. We don't do a very good job of bragging. You know, we haven't. I mean, there's there's some people out in the you know the barbecue world that do a great job of bragging. You know, we're not that. You know, she's like she's bugging me the other day. Hey, hey, you really should do a press release and get this out in the press. Right. I'm going, yeah, yeah, but you know, then they're going to call and then we're going to have to figure out when to interview and we're going out of town. And, <laughs> you know, so that's kind of our thing. I mean, it's great to win. The number one reason we, you know, it's just we like to win is I want to be back in Houston. We've been to Houston for five mm. years. It's one of those contests you just don't want to miss. And, you know, we won it two years ago. Yep. And, and it's just getting the chance to go back and cook in Texas and be part of that whole excitement is just. It's crazy good, and that's you know I just talked to Harry Miller on the board there tonight. You know, called up. He says, "What in the world are you doing?" And I said, "I don't know. I just like to be on Champions Corner in Houston." That's the way to go, man. I mean, you really like that competition, right? I do. I do. It, it, it's it's great. I mean, I love the American Royal too. I love all the majors, you know. And then we have the contest like this weekend. We'll be in Murfreesboro. I mean, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Okay. We always have a lot of fun. That's that's our been our agenda for the last three or four years. Is it, it doesn't how many, matter how many teams are in our contest or what it pays. We're going to go have fun. You know, that's 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 our goal in life. Darren, two more questions before I let you go tonight, and appreciate the time. Were you surprised as you looked through the score sheets and how barbecue has evolved and all this stuff? Were you at all surprised or taken aback by the superfluity of 180 scores at the Royal this year? You know, there was quite a few. I really, to tell you the truth, I haven't looked at the score sheets, you know, but just recalling, you know, of, you know, three or four or whatever. I mean, but then again, I mean, that's some of the best barbecue in the world, Mm. you know, so there should be some of it. You know, the scoring, you know, there's there's still issues with scoring. You know, we all know that, but, you know, we can either, you know, complain about it or we can just, you know, go about our business and have fun. I had mentioned Barbecue Hall of Fame a few minutes ago, Darren, and uh, you had said Tuffy, certainly none more deserving than him to get in, but, you know, as much as you probably don't want to answer this question, your name is always brought up, or Smokey D's name always brought up right in that same sentence with a Tuffy Stone as far as getting into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Is that something that you look forward to, that you are anticipating, or anything like that? Or if it happens, it happens. If not, you would be okay from a career standpoint without getting in. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. it's not something I look at. I mean, people talk about that a lot. There is, you know, you know, there is a lot of people who deserve to be. First, I tell them, I'm not old enough to be in the Hall of Fame. What are you kidding me? I'm just 51 years old. You know, um, you got to become a legend, you know, to me. I think there's, you know, when I come to the Barbecue Hall of Fame, there's, there's the forgotten, not forgotten people, but there's the hidden people. I'll take Dave Stamper. He'd be my number one pick for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And people would go, who's Dave Stamper? Dave Stamper, a cook in, in uh, Indiana, has taught more people barbecue without ever charging them a cent than I can ever imagine. He's been a mentor for many, many, many years and just loves to cook. You know, and so old Dave, you know, to me, he would be right up there, even though he's probably not going to get that recognition because, he, you know, he hasn't, he's not been spread nationwide 
um, there, but he's just one of those special people that he's, he's went on to top a lot of successful people. And it's Murfreesboro this weekend, correct? Murfreesboro. We just did a, a pretty much a three-hour turnaround, trim meet, load the trailer, <laughs> and we're off in the morning because after that win, we've got to have a little relaxation time with our friends, the Loops and, and Luke Darnell. And we, we've just got a great crew coming into Murfreesboro, and it's one of those contests you got to show up on Wednesday so you can have fun for two days before you have to get serious. Well, well-deserved time off. Uh, happy belated to Sherry, of course. Uh, it's Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. Fifth overall, currently KCBS Team of the Year points, 12th at the American Royal Invitational this past weekend, and took it all at the Open. Darren, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, Richard. You got it. There he is, Darren Worth from Iowa's Smoky D's. That's right. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm-mm-mm. Yummy. My man is turning it around like... A two-day turnaround. We're going to the next competition. Give me Mike and Amy Mills. Let me go try and win that one. How about that? That's typically um, or has long been a MBN and a KCBS double. So you're turning in your KCBS meet, and then if you're doing both sides of it, then you're going ahead and doing your MBN turn in. You know, back to back to back to back to back. It's it's a tough one if you're doing it both. I don't think there's a huge percentage of teams that actually do both sides of that. So I probably should have asked Darren if he was going to be doing both sides. I would potentially get... I don't know. I mean, he's a competitor now, so I could see him doing both ends for sure. So good luck to Darren and Sherry Worth from Iowa Smokey D's. Your 2018 American Royal Open Champs. The Reserve Grand Champ coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They have one of those. I used to have one of those. Sold. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, PG-1000, always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion, dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. My next guest cooks on a pair of Cookshacks, FECs to be exact. Dave Bosca coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Cooking Pellets, your number one quality wood pellet offering right there on the internet. You visit cookingpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, pellets.com. If you, for some reason, feel skittish about putting in your order at their website, you can try them right out at amazon.com. Why not? Download their free app, too, for crying out loud. Plus, their pellets work in all pellet-fired cookers. Don't be fooled for those shenanigans. Keeping with the American royal motif of the show this evening, I am now joined by a longtime sponsor and someone who has just earned the Reserve Grand Championship distinction this past weekend at the American Royal Open. We race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Dave Boscoe. Dave, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. Thanks a lot for calling. Well, thanks for taking the call and always appreciate the time you give to the show here. So... Uh, We'll get to the open portion here in a second, Dave, but let's go ahead and look at the invitational side first. You grab an 80th place overall. You're going up against the best of the best. How do you feel that side of the weekend went for you? We had a real good cook. I overcooked the brisket some. Uh, chicken was real good. I was thinking it was a hinge. Uh, not as moist as what I like. Um, ribs were real good. Pork was good. Hmm. Uh, like I said, and then the brisket, I overcooked it a little bit, so it was a little drier than what we've been getting in the in the recent past. But we had good scores. Uh, I believe I had a 171 in chicken and a, uh, I think it was a 177 in ribs and a 175 in the brisket. Um, pork, um, pork. They 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 kicked the pork to the curb. That's what it was. We got like a 158. Uh, a 158? Yeah. How? yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they, they kicked that to the curb, and, and I'll be honest with you, we kind of liked it. I was uh, hosting a team out of Quebec. It, it was a new retail store that come online with us, and I invited them to come down and go through the invitational turn uh, ins with me so they kind of get an idea of what was going on so they could cook the open, and and they did. Two of the guys come over, and man, it was so much fun with those guys. I, I love doing that, um, working with uh, uh, new people, first time to the Royal, and um, so we had it. We had a, It was really. It was a great, relaxed time. Everything was going smooth. I knew the brisket was going to be a little overcooked, and and it was, but it wasn't stupid. But it was just a little bit from where I wanted, but. We were happy with it. Can't complain. Are they surprised to see what goes into a barbecue competition, the caliber of an invitational? Yeah, I think I heard the words um, um, uh, of, of like doctorish, a surgeonish, um, <laughs> things like that. The, the amount of the, the detail that we look at, a ever speck on a box, um, uh, the flavors was way different than what they expected. Um, the, their eyes, I hate to say it like this, but the, the eyes popped out of their heads with yeah. the chicken, but it didn't with the pork. And I was asking them, and they said, no, it's really good. But I think by then, they had set their own bar, mm. you know. And the guy was taking notes to himself, and, and I really thought it was cool. And 
he kept asking questions and we'd answer them and at, in between each one we'd have about five or ten minutes and i'd say hey you got any questions about what you just watched nice yeah when you set up for the open i mean you seem pretty satisfied with three out of the four scores do you consider any tweaks because of how the invitational side goes down or do you have to discard that as its own event and view the open as it's completely separate and new event and not make any type of real drastic moments from or movements from one to the other. Well, now see, you're putting words in my mouth here. I'm, I'm just asking questions, I Dave. Make any, I, didn't, I didn't say I didn't make any changes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sitting really good in team of the year right now with yeah. brisket, and you know I just got a whim, and I decided to change my finish on the brisket. And yeah, we got a one sixty eight on brisket in the open. Um, we had brisket or pork was a one seventy eight. Ribs was a gosh, I think ribs was a one seventy four. I think. And then the uh, um, 180 chicken, right? And we had a 180 chicken. Yeah. And the brisket, yeah, I changed it. We got a 168. Ouch. <laughs> um, I don't think it was, it was, it was probably one of the best briskets we've cooked in a month. Hmm. It wasn't one of the best briskets we've cooked all year, but definitely within a month. Um, and it was just the finish. I decided to, you know, I've always wanted to do this. And told Martin, my brother, who, who cooks with me most all the time, I said, you know, I've wanted to do this. And he said, well, let's just taste it and we'll see what we think of the flavor and, and we'll go with it. And we tasted it. Man, it was as rich as I wanted and it was as, it was as tender and it was just as juicy. And so we did what we wanted to do. And lo and behold, um, it just didn't hit the screw like I thought. <laughs> so in, within the cooking process, everything stays the same. This is just something that happens oh, after yeah. the fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I tried to mimic that hot and fast coming out of them jambos on my pellets, and I, I used two different pellet cookers to make that happen. Mm. And I've got that brisket works really well for me. And so, no, no changing as far as the cooking. We it's still it's just a, a five five and a half hour cook. Um, we do wrap. Uh, it's a real simple cook. It, it could be repeated all the time. It was that last five minutes that 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 you live and die by. <laughs> so this is unique, Dave. We're talking with Dave Bosk, by the way. Butcher Barbecue, ButcherBBQ.com, dot com, the website. If you haven't tried his products, please do so immediately, if not sooner. Um, if you don't mind, can we go through? the meats and talk about which products of yours that you use on them. And you can of course get sure. as detailed or, or as non-detailed as you want, but let's start with that perfect chicken. Okay. Yeah. Real easy. I love uh, our chicken. It's been simple. We have not changed the recipe in probably four years. Really? We have added to the exact recipe we had, but, and that's only because of, uh, of a couple new items that's come through that we're doing. So I have added that to the process. Mm -hmm. It's man, I'm gonna tell you, uh, the injection is real simple. I use a rotisserie, a rotisserie bird booster chicken injection. Um, I use my honey rub, and now that I've uh, in the last few years we had it, 
I, I've done away with cooking in butter, and I use my gr- uh, chipotle grilling oil whenever I, I, I cook it in a pan. <laughs> but And then to finish it, I've been using our sweet chipotle just to kind of give it a little bite, but I don't want it hot. And then this weekend, specifically the open, I added some grilling addiction in my uh, mix. Uh, I've cooked with it here at the house out there on the Weber. I, uh, mm-hmm. I love the grilling addiction on just about anything. And we cook a lot of chicken breast here and I've been putting it on that. And I, I just, I just love it on chicken. So I decided let's try it, try it along with the, the honey rub. And okay. Uh, I, there's no doubt in my mind. It's going <laughs> to go on there this next weekend too. Uh, what about ribs? Ribs are real simple. I mean, I, that, those ribs are, are as, as solid as, as, as they've been, um, uh, we use a combination of our honey rub, premium rub, and our grilling addiction on the outside of the ribs. And I've been, I started injecting the ribs. I use a, uh, a one quarter cup of my open pit and two, I'm sorry, half a cup of my, uh, pork injection. And I just use apple juice. And it doesn't take much. I, I one syringe will do a whole slab. There's yep. not much meat there, really. Um, I over. I make way too much, but I I just don't want to change the formula, so I just leave it like it is. But I do inject with it or that product, and I inject the ribs, and I let it set. I don't put. I'm not one that puts rub on the day before. I put rub on my ribs about two hours before I cook. Yeah. Um, I just don't like them set very long. Yeah. So, and the sauce, uh, let, let's break out your um, breaking news stuff because I'm going to break some news here. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive oh, news update. Uh, this is Greg Rappi reporting live at the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Ready to throw it to Dave Bosca in Chandler, Oklahoma for some breaking news. Greg, the breaking news is we have got three new sauces. Ooh, three? Uh, they are Holy. Three. Wow. Look at you. Prolific. We have been messing with them um, since, oh gosh, probably February. Been tweaking wow. them through the first part of the year. And it's it's combinations of sauces that we have used on the trail for a long time. <laughs> and we've decided to just let's market them out. Um the labels are being printed this week. The POs have been cut. Uh, it's going. It's going to probably. I'm hoping to go through production within the next three weeks, <laughs> and we'll have them out. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, it's it's pretty great, except for now I got to pay for them. Well, that's, that's, that, <laughs> that's always the hard part, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. We've got three sauces. The uh, one of them that we've used um, is our home-style sauce. It's just something that we've always liked. We, we like it a lot. We use it here at the home. It's, it's a combination of what we've used on our chicken and our ribs. And we've been putting uh, – we've got a sweet chipotle rib – I'm sorry, sweet chipotle sauce that we've been putting on the ribs also. So those two have been on the the ribs, and then the home-style has been on the chicken. Hmm. So. What's the third one? It's an apple flavored sauce. Oh. So yeah, it, it's it's a sweet sauce. It's got an apple flavor. Is it good it. apple yep. or is it fake apple? Because I don't want any fake now, apple. We, Come we on, Dave. This one. We have got apple puree. 
puree right. in the sauce. Okay. Mix. Good. It is not a liquid all that you add to the the mix. No, it's it, we're using apple puree in the in the uh, barbecue sauce. All right, let's talk about the pork. What are you using there? Pork. Uh, it's the same combination as far as the injection, mm-hmm. except for I've always used a white grape juice with a peach nectar in it. Um, I just I've always done that. Um, uh, it's it's same basic rub as we put on the ribs. I mean. Pork is pork. It still works the same. We use our grilling addiction and our premium rub um, on the pork. That's just the only two we put on. I don't put the honey rub on it. <laughs> and our injection. Um, then when I still use our homestyle sauce on that. Sorry, sorry. It's our homestyle without the chipotle. It's the same sauce as our rib, just not. We don't. I don't put any of the chipotle sauce on the pork. And uh, what about the brisket? Brisket is man, it's 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 that grilling addiction once again. Mm. Strikes strikes another one. Uh, premium rub, and then I've been finishing it with our Longhorn dust. Um, uh, I use our Prime injection, uh, and like I said, I didn't sauce it, um, and I think that's what got me just a little bit. I pulled the sauce out of the mix this week. So, grilling addiction is really taking over the world here. Um, you know, the, the best place for me to gauge where the rub is good at is to let my neighbor taste it and neighbor desmond uh-huh. uh, he he has to be your number one grilling addictions fan he's putting it on anything everything if his kids are bad he puts it in their eyeballs i mean he is an absolute <laughs> fanatic when it comes to grilling addiction so i uh, know that in cleveland you have uh, two of your most staunch fans right here living next to each other uh, lucky for him that he's living next to me of course but nevertheless his palate is his palate, and he says it's absolutely spectacular. Dave, when we look at the results of this past weekend and the Reserve Grand Championship at the American Royal Open side, where do you reconcile that with everything else that you have been able to accomplish over the career? That's that's, that's tough to, to do or to answer, but I... It's probably in the top two or three things we've accomplished. Um, there's no doubt. I still got a couple, couple um, uh, bucket list things. At some point, I want to go cook Memphis in May, um, and then the other is definitely I want to win the American World one time. Um, I think everybody wants to. That's why we go. Um, but I feel like I won. It just so happens we cooked a good cook, and it just happens to be the same weekend. That Darren Worth cooks and just you know he's going to win it. Let's be real. The man is a man. He's a beast. And if you're cooking in the field with him, just we're cooking for second place, and we just got to remember that. Um, so, but yeah, things that like that. I was honored a few years back to be in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. I was struck. I just couldn't believe that. I went in with some guys that I call Hall of Famers. Mm. Um, the Danny Head, Paul Shoddy, Donnie Teal, wow. um, Bart Clark, Joe Davidson, all those guys, um, they were the guys I was looking up to when I started cooking, and they were cooking and rocking and rolling. Um, so, man, I was honored at that point, and that's a highlight for me to be in something like that. The World Food Championships was is was is is really cool yep. it was great cooking right there on in front of caesar's palace 
there's no doubt. But man, I guess uh, every time there's a new one, it always feels fresher. Um, I, I I just feel the whole weekend was just really at ease. Um, so maybe that's why it felt so good. I got home and we turned right around and got started. I got another contest this weekend. We got to get to. Where are you so. going to be at again this weekend? Ponca City, Oklahoma. Ooh, all right. Home of show sponsor, Cook Shack. How about that? Look at you. And the guy that cooks on Cook Shack, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so if you are interested, head on over to the website, butcherbbq.com. Be on the lookout for the new products. Are you going to be sending out like news releases and making social media posts when the sauces actually come in stock and are ready to sell? Yes, absolutely. All right, so we'll make sure that you stay up to speed here, uh, courtesy of the show and some of my social media postings as well. In the meantime, we're talking with Dave Bosca, pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue, and he is your 2018 Reserve Grand Champion at the American Royal Open. Dave, always appreciate the time and support of the show, my friend. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate the you invite got to talk on the show. Absolutely. This is Dave Bosca we're talking about. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to not ask him to get in. Oh. Uh, All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Three mm-hmm. new sauces. Yummy. Some guys like to just go ahead and release, you know, a product here or there. Not Dave. He's like, you know what? Screw it. Three sauces for the masses. I like it. Very excited about that. I'll be the judge of that applesauce, Dave. Hey, Green Mountain Grills had a phenomenal weekend. Good calls, a lot of teams representing, so happy to see them out and about there in Kansas City. Three different models to choose from if you are somebody who really appreciates the portability and convenience without sacrificing a lot of capacity. You're going to want to look at that Davy Crockett model, especially if you like camping. We are in the midst of tailgating season, whether it's college football or professional football, doesn't matter. And if you don't have access to a traditional outlet, you can use the 12-volt converter right in your van, truck, and SUV. doesn't matter. And again, not sacrificing a tremendous amount of capacity for portability. That makes it absolutely really nice and easy to use wherever you're going to be going. Plus, wood pellets, great flavor too. Now, if you want something to put on the patio, I get it. That's what I like. Daniel Boone, midsize. Got like three, four, five people in your family. You don't really cook a tremendous amount of food at one point. I think Daniel Boone is something you're going to want to take a look at. Or the Jim Bowie, that's the big one, right? Maybe you got a big family. Maybe you like hosting big parties. Or you just want a cooker that you can put a lot of food on at any given point. Jim Bowie is going to be the one you're going to want to look at. And, of course, as I always say, there's a ton of rubs and sauces and accessories and all that stuff. But when we talk about accessories, as you are a new purchaser, or maybe you've just bought a Green Mountain Grill and you didn't know about the pizza oven, 130 bucks or less, I think, on Amazon or at your Green Mountain Grill dealer near you. Plunk down this money. Whether you just bought it, go back and get it, or if you are buying now, make sure you include it in the purchase. You rip the guts out of the cooker, the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, and then you drop the pizza oven insert in there. And now it's pizza party time. High heat pizza oven. Basically, whatever the cooker's at, you can double that temperature, and that's where you're going to be inside the pizza oven. 350 degrees on the cooker, 700 in the pizza. Easy stuff. Thin crust Neapolitan pies done in two minutes, three minutes, depending on where you're cooking at. So much fun. All the options. It's great. It's fun, and it's brought to you by Green Mountain Grill. GreenMountainGrills.com. 
Looking to get Jason Baker on the show again here, hopefully sooner than later. What's up, Jay? You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show, and we will wrap the first hour when we come back. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. And we're brought to you this segment by Fireboard. What's up, Ted? How was the weekend? Hope you had a great time out there at the American Royal. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're lucky because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 today. Don't miss out. If you want something that has up to six inputs, ambient probes, internal meat probes, they have a probe plug-in where you can actually do a fan. Thing's tremendous. I think loaded out, the loadout package was even like 250 bucks, or something like that. So for what you're getting, QPR is there. Check them out, fireboard.com. Thanks again to Dave Bosca for joining me this past segment, talking about his take at the American Royal Open and Invitational, or finishes, I'd say, taking the Reserve Grand Championship on the open side. Announcing, unbeknownst to me, three new sauces available sooner than later from Butcher BBQ. And the website, of course, butcherbbq.com. It was a home-style sauce, a sweet chipotle rub. Uh, <laughs> there is a sweet chipotle rub. And a sweet chipotle sauce. And then you had the applesauce. I'm going to be very interested in getting my hot little mitts on the applesauce. Not going to lie. Also, thanks to Darren Worth for joining me in the first segment talking about the American Royal Open win. And sharing the, hey, the Invitational would be great to win. Probably wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. But the Open gets you exponentially more ancillary things and entries into other items that they like to do. So they want to win that one so they can get all the other stuff that comes along with it. They would choose that one over the Invitational. Interesting stuff. Also interesting, Darren doesn't like to eat competition-style barbecue. That's the question that I want to know. How many pitmasters out there right now answer it on Facebook too, even though I don't monitor it, also here on the Instant Chat on the YouTubes? If you are a competition barbecue cook, do you like to eat your competition barbecue? I've always heard for the years of doing this show that how they would make it in the backyard isn't the same as they would make it in competition, but I haven't heard a lot of people say they don't like it. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. All right, we're going to break away and load up here for the second hour. We will refresh libations. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 